This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Latimer Asmion with the news. First, the top stories. The National Bank of Romania increased the inflation forecast for the end of this year to 16.3% and estimates an inflation rate of 11.2% for the end of next year. In Bucharest, deputies start discussions on the emergency ordinance that caps and sets energy prices. And the Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is today participating in Brussels in the meeting of foreign ministers of the EU member states. The National Bank of Romania increased the inflation forecast for the end of this year to 16.3% and estimates an inflation of 11.2% for the end of next year, according to data presented on Monday by Governor Mogorisorescu. In August, the National Bank had estimated inflation rate of 13.9% for the end of the year and 7.5% for 2023. Last week, the National Bank estimated that the annual inflation rate was expected to increase moderately towards the end of the current year and then enter a gradual downward trajectory, which would go down to the level of one digit in the first semester of 2024. More on this issue after the news. In Bucharest, deputies start discussions on the Emergency Ordinance 119, which caps and sets energy prices. The government intends to keep electricity prices kept for a longer period of time until 2025, and in this sense a new emergency ordinance was adopted, which establishes a mechanism for the centralized purchase of electricity at 450 lei, about 90 euros per megawatt hour. The document comes to the aid of the emergency ordinance already forwarded to Parliament, and the mechanism will allow keeping the three types of prices for domestic consumers, namely 68 baht, almost 14 euro cents for consumption of up to 100 kilowatts, about 16 euro cents for consumption of up to 255 kilowatts, and about 26 euro cents respectively for what exceeds 255 kilowatts. It will also allow maintaining the ceilings for small and medium-sized enterprises, about 20 euro sets, and large consumers at a maximum price of 1.30 lei. The opposition criticizes the new emergency ordinance, stating that the decision in principle had to encourage investments in production and saving. The changes that the deputies will bring to the emergency ordinance that establishes tariffs and consumption caps 
will most likely come into force on January 1st. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is participating today in Brussels in the meeting of foreign ministers from the EU member states. The debates focus, among other things, on Russia's aggression against Ukraine, with the Ukrainian Foreign Minister participating via video conference, and the recent developments in the Western Balkans, Lebanon and Iran. At the same time, European officials are analyzing the results of the UN meeting dedicated to climate change, COP27, in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. The American President Joe Biden and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping on Monday said that they were ready for dialogue despite the rivalry between their countries, France Press reports. At the start of their much-awaited bilateral meeting on the Indonesian island of Bali, Joe Biden said he wanted to manage differences and avoid turning the competition into conflict, while the Chinese president said there was no substitute for a face-to-face discussion and that he was ready for a sincere dialogue on strategic issues so that Washington and Beijing could find the right direction. The two leaders met on Tuesday before the start of the G20 summit, which takes place on the island of Bali in Indonesia. Besides China's refusal to condemn the Russian invasion, Washington and Beijing are at odds over issues ranging from trade to human rights in China's Xiang region and the status of Taiwan. It is the first meeting between the two leaders after Joe Biden took over the presidency of the U.S. The person who placed Obama on a shopping street in Istanbul on Sunday, killing at least six people and injuring 81, has been arrested, the Turkish interior minister Suleyman Soylu announced on Monday. He accused the Kurdistan Workers' Party, a secessionist organization considered terrorist in Turkey, of causing the attack. In Bucharest, both the President Klaus Johannes and the Prime Minister Nikolae Tuka sent messages of condolences to the Turkish people. And that's the news from Bucharest Radio Romania International. Romania has reasserted its solidarity with Ukraine. I am Vlad Palku with a report by Bogdan Matei. It is important to point out the Russian invasion of Ukraine accelerated a destructive process, which makes it even clear why using energy, food or propaganda as weapons must be countered as part of a concerted international effort, Romania's president, Klaus Johannes, said on the sidelines of the Forum for Peace in Paris. The agenda this year focused on the multiple crises triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine on February 24th. President Johannes argued that the so-called solidarity corridors should be turned into a long-term bridge linking the EU to Ukraine and the Republic of Moldova, ahead of their prospective EU integration. Bucharest has supported the extension of the Trans-European Transport Network, as well as the funding of projects that improve transport connections between the two ex-Soviet republics, which have this year both submitted their official requests to join the EU. The Romanian ports of Galatz and Constanza are also ready to play an important role in this respect, the president also added. Klaus Johannes also recalled that a new checkpoint on the Romanian-Ukrainian border was opened last week, the first since the beginning of the conflict. I am proud of the measures Romania has taken, 
which enabled the transit of over 6.5 million tons of grain from Ukraine, a key contribution to ensuring global food security. This is but the start of a long journey, the president concluded. The smallest and most vulnerable neighbor of Ukraine, the Republic of Moldova, needs an additional 1.1 billion euro to cover its energy costs this winter, the Moldovan Foreign Minister Niko Popescu said on the sidelines of the event in Paris. Our situation is extremely difficult. The Republic of Moldova faces military, energy and economic threats, Minister Popescu argued, considering that Russia has all but suspended its natural gas exports to Moldova, on which this country is completely reliant. Additionally, Ukraine also suspended its electricity exports to Moldova after its energy infrastructure sustained critical damage in Russian shelling. The situation is bound to get even worse this winter, but we will continue to make efforts to keep it in check, Niko Popescu said, also recalling that approximately 80,000 Ukrainian refugees are currently residing in Moldova. Also last week, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen visited Chisinau, announcing that the Commission will grant Moldova 250 million euro as part of an assistance package. The funds will arrive starting January next year. Over 90% of Moldova's energy demand is currently imported from Romania. Prices go up in Romania from one month to the other. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Leila Camille. For several months now, prices have been on an upward trend in Romania, worsening living standards, especially for low-income citizens who struggle to cope with the surges. On the other hand, according to data made public by the European Statistics Office, the Eurostat, Romania is one of the countries with the highest increases in agricultural yield, 25%, alongside Bulgaria and Czechia. The European Union's agricultural yield went up 8% in 2021 compared to the previous year. According to Eurostat, Romania is one of the seven member states with substantial contributions to the bloc's agricultural yield. And still, foodstuff prices have grown significantly this past year. Of these, sugar is one of the products with the highest price increase, 62%. According to the National Statistics Institute, sunflower oil prices also rose by nearly 44%, and potatoes are now sold for over 40% more. In the non-foods category, the highest rises are reported for natural gas, 40%, electricity, 27%, heating, 23%, and fuel, 20%. Telecom services are 0.76% less expensive, which is the only price decrease reported in October this year since October 2021. Meanwhile, INS data indicate that the annual inflation rate was slightly lower in October than in the previous month, reaching 15.32%. The National Bank of Romania expects inflation to go up moderately towards the end of the year and then to gradually go down to one-figure levels in the first half of 2024. 
The central bank says the prospective reversal of the annual inflation rate after the plateau in the last quarter of 2022 relies on a dampening of global shocks in terms of supply, including the implementation of energy price-capping mechanisms until August 2023. According to the National Bank, the escalation of the war in Ukraine and the ever stricter sanctions against Russia nonetheless generate uncertainties and significant risks to economic operations and implicitly to the medium-term inflation trends. The European Commission also expects Romania to reach an inflation peak at the end of this year, followed by a decrease below 10% in 2024. It is one of the reasons why, the Commission says, the country's economic growth rate will slow down to 1.8% next year and to 2.2% in two years' time. In the second quarter of 2022 and subsequently, the consequences of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the high inflation rate, the tightened monetary policy and close control on cash flows is expected to have significantly slowed down the country's economic growth. Nonetheless, the European Commission has upgraded its economic growth estimates from 3.9% this summer to 5.8% in its autumn forecast made public last week. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget to also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Dear friends, Radio Romania International continues its traditional polling of listeners on shortwave, the internet and social media with a new challenge, in spite of yet another complicated year. It's been difficult because of the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war waged by Russia against Ukraine, of rocketing prices of energy, the famine in some parts of the world, and also the growing inflation, which has turned everyday living into a burden for many people around the globe. We would like to ask you which person you think left their imprint on the world in a positive way in 2022. We are preparing to designate, based on your options, the personality of the year 2022 on Radio Romania International. Who could this person be and, more importantly, why? Would it be a public figure or somebody unknown to the larger audience but with a special story? It's up to you to decide as usual. You can send your answers by commenting on our website at rri.ro by email at engl at rri.ro on our Facebook profile on WhatsApp at plus 40744312650 and by fax at 0042131905162. We recall that in 2021 we did not have a personality of the year, but people of the year on Radio Romania International as medical workers 
were designated the world's best citizens for being in the front line against the COVID-19 pandemic, together with those who developed vaccines against COVID-19. The Personality of the Year 2022 on Radio Romania International will be announced online and in our shows on January the 1st, 2023. The History Show Welcome to The History Show. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. On October the 16th, 1922, after the grand ceremony in which King Ferdinand I and Queen Marie were crowned as sovereigns of Greater Romania in the Alba Iulia Cathedral, the triumphal arch in Bucharest was also inaugurated. The royal procession, with representatives of European countries, military units and floats, paraded under it at the time. In 2022, the centennial of the coronation is also the centennial of the Triumphal Arch, the first permanent monument of this kind in Romania. Public monuments rooted in ancient Roman architecture, Triumphal Arches were built in Bucharest, just like everywhere else in the world, to commemorate war victories or significant public events. The previous such monumental structures in the Romanian capital city had only been temporary and had been built in 1848, 1859, 1878, First World War. The Triumphal Arch, under which King Ferdinand and Queen Marie passed on their return to their capital as sovereigns of the Greater Kingdom of Romania, was built in 1922 and made of wood. But this was also when a decision was made to build a stone arch. The current arch is a 27-meter-tall structure designed by the Romanian architect Petre Antonescu and inaugurated in 1936. A commemoration held this year to mark the events that took place 100 years ago included an exhibition paying tribute to the Romanian soldiers who fought in World War I. 
The items on display within the arch mainly consisted of letters sent home by soldiers and received by them from families and friends. Emotion and poetry are the best words to describe these documents. Moreover, even when all the authors of such letters understood the political reasons behind the war, they still regarded it as absurd. We asked Titus Bazak, inspector with the Bucharest City Hall's Director General for Architecture, Landscaping and Public Monuments, about the highlights of this exhibition. Arcul de Triumph în interiorul celor două picioare conține două camere. În ambele camere și de asemenea pe cele două podesturi conțin niște reconstituiri. Inside the two piers of the arch, there are two halls. In both of them, as well as on the two landings, there are several dioramas. In one of the piers, there is a replica of a peasant home interior, where a mother is crying while knitting socks for her son and wondering why he had to go to battle. She is wondering whether the suspension of the natural cycle of life, with her son going away from home, was in any way sensible. Then we have another interior. It may be either rural or urban with a lamp on a table and a mother asking why she had to go through this ordeal, battling her decision to allow her son to go to war. A dramatic scene altogether. The walls of the art are covered in collages of photographs and facsimiles of archive letters. Mother is sick with worry about your fate, a soldier's sister writes. My love, the kid and I are missing you and waiting for you to come home, an officer's wife says. My son, be a man, do your duty and come back in one piece, a father writes to a soldier. In the attic, visitors go under a huge roll of paper spread over the ceiling, coming up from one pier and carrying on down onto the other pier. Titus Bazak also gave us details about what the exhibition includes in the second pier. Pe piciorul de coborâre, de asemenea, vedem reconstituirea unei tranșe unde un soldat era pur și simplu distrus de situația în care se află, de situația în care l-a pus conflagrația la care el i-a... On the way down, on the second pier, we have a diorama of a trench where a soldier is simply devastated by the situation the war faced him with. Another soldier is trying to write a few words to his family, but cannot decide how his letter should begin. And the last scene, a little chilling, is a grave. We can see on a monitor a firing squad, a symbol of the cruelty with which all First World War soldiers had to struggle. It is also relevant for an episode in writer Liviu Rebrano's works the Romanian soldier forced to fight against other Romanians. He eventually switches sides, but is caught and executed. This is the most emotional moment of this exhibition. The coronation of King Ferdinand and Queen Marie as sovereigns of Greater Romania in 1922 would not have been possible without the sacrifice of the entire Romanian society. And the triumphal arch, the most powerful material testimony to those times, reminds us of those sacrifices to this day. You have been listening to The History Show.
Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Hello, welcome to Think Greener. Today with me, Cristina Matescu. The migration of the birds is a phenomenon studied by researchers, but the migration routes that cross the seas and oceans are harder to study. At the beginning of September, a group of Romanian researchers on board the vessel of the GeoEcomar Research and Development Institute for Marine Geology and Geoecology left on an expedition to monitor the autumn migration in the Black Sea. The research vessel traveled for 10 days, covering 200 kilometers of the Romanian Black Sea coast. The researchers observed three species of cetaceans, namely dolphins, harbor purposes, and bottlenose dolphins, and no fewer than 45 species of birds, some of which are insectivore, which were migrating to a warmer climate. Biologist Emil Todorov from the Romanian Ornithological Society tells us more. We know very little about the birds' migration further at sea, and we need to travel further to find out whether they fly at such distances from the coast. I was surprised to notice birds like hoopoos, Eurasian collared doves, Sylvia warblers and European bee-eaters, which I never imagined were able to fly for several hundreds of kilometers non-stop, rest on our vessel. Some birds flew on, but most of them made a stop on the vessel, and was thus easier to identify them and see that even smaller species use a migration route that crosses the sea straight on. Apart from these insectivore species, the purpose of our expedition was also to study marine species, such as the Levantine shearwater, which is an endangered species that does not rest in Romania, but which, during the migration period, enters the Black Sea from the Mediterranean, its incursions being rather for feeding purposes. We wanted to see how many of them there are, and at what distance from the coast they fly, among others. Migration is a dangerous journey for the birds, and only the strongest of them make it to the destination. For the birds that have to fly over large bodies of water, the vessels they meet on their way provide shelter and a place of rest. This autumn, the birds that migrate to warmer countries must also face the challenge of the war in the northern part of the Black Sea. We asked biologist Emil Todorov how is the war in Ukraine affecting the birds. Just think how the birds react when they hear a firecracker. The birds will most certainly be affected by the loud noise, especially in the Crimea-Kherson area, where there is a lot of wetland known to many migratory birds. It's hard to say without direct observations how much they are affected and for how long the damage to the birds lasts, but they are most certainly affected. This shows how important it is for the birds to have resting places along their migration routes, where there is as little disruption as possible. These resting places is where they feed and gather their strength, so as to be able to make it to the places where they spend the winter. 
Next in this program, sports. Welcome everyone to Sports Roundup. I'm Vlad Palku. Romania's tennis team defeated Hungary 4-0 in the Billie Jean King Cup playoffs on Saturday in Orada. On Friday, Anna Bogdan defeated Dalma Golfi 6-1, 6-4. In the second match that day, Jacqueline Christian defeated Anna Bondar 6-2-4-6-7-6. In the doubles match, Jacqueline Christian and Monica Niculescu won against Reka Luko Ioni and Pono Udvordi 5-7-6-4-10-4. The last win for Romania was brought by Anna Bogdan in the match against Pono Udvordi 6-0-6-2. Romania will play in the 2023 preliminaries for the final tournament while Hungary will play in Group 1. Romania's rugby team lost 16-21 to Uruguay on Sunday in a friendly match played in Bucharest. In the other match played on Saturday, also in Bucharest, Tonga defeated Chile 39-10. In the ninth round of the Ice Hockey Domestic Championship, Esimir Kuraciuk lost 1-3, to Harom Sheki Ogyushok, whereas Sportul Studencesk lost 2-18 to ACSH Georgien. On Saturday, Sportul lost to ACSH 1-14, while Mirkuraciuk won 6-1 against Harom Sheki. ACSH Georgien tops the league tables with 20 points, followed by CSM Galatz with 19 points and Harom Sheki with 18 points. In the 18th round of the Romanian Football Super League on Friday, Shepsis Vantu Gheorghe won 2-0 against Petrolul Ploiești. On Saturday, Kindia Târgoviște drew 1-0 against Farul Constanța, while Rapid Bucharest drew 2-0 against CS Universitatea Craiova. On Sunday, UTA Arad drew 1-0 against FC Voluntari, while CS Mioven lost 0-1 to CFR Cluj at home. FC Universitata Craiova also lost on home turf to FCSB, score 0-2. On Monday, Universitata Cluj will play FC Argeș, while FC Botoșan will take on FC Hermannstadt. Farul Constanța tops the league tables with 41 points, followed by CFR Cluj with 34 points and Rapid Bucharest with 33 points. This has been all in Sports Roundup. Our sport items are available on ri.ro and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hi there, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with a new show in the Music Time series, bringing you new music at the English service of Radio Romania International. Electronic, art, pop and theatre, music and performance, sound and video art, eye candy visuals and lyrics incorporating subtle interrogations on love, politics, progress or gender, this is, in a nutshell, how one could describe the duo Fierbinzano, selected and awarded in festivals in Reykjavik, Eindhoven, Paris, Bucharest, Arles, Saint-Étienne, Montreal and Berlin.
had a chat with Gabriela and Cristian Fierbinzano just ahead of their latest show in Bucharest this November. You've been described as one of the most eccentric, weird, experimental music projects in Romania. What did you start from and how did you get here? Actually, we see ourselves as two musicians who are making a music that they like and mm-hmm. uh, we don't define it as a weird or experimental or pop. But, well, the thing is that we consider ourselves to, to make uh, actually pop music and we'd like to tell the people that, uh, well, we make um, a very approachable and human and uh, fun music. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, we had some encounters with um, members of the of the experimental scene here in Romania mm-hmm. and uh, in Europe, and we had some collaborations, and that's why we added this experimental touch, this touch, say, touch yes, yeah. to what we are doing. Well, that's how how the experimental side came into mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. How long have you been playing? Uh, we are playing together since I don't know, maybe more than 10, 15 years. 15, yeah, fifteen years. Uh-huh. Yeah, but in different collectives. But uh, now we are uh, an art pop band. It's yeah, it's uh, us only us. <laughs> yes, we started. Uh, we started as such, and uh, then we made music with uh, a lot of different people. But we always started from well, uh, like a pop band mm-hmm. that incorporated a lot of experimental and weird sounds into what we were doing. But always like to have a little bit of fun and never take us our, ourselves uh, way too seriously. I see. Yeah, and it's it's good that I don't know. We consider ourselves a privilege to do the music the way we like. We are fortunate. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you mix music and video art and uh, sound design with theater. And do you feel music alone is not enough for your message? Or well, it's about the way you present your music to an audience. For our music, we use computers on stage. That's why we don't propose something that is very traditional, like uh, people with instruments playing. Uh, so the focus of the people is not on uh, our... Virtuosity um, yeah. by playing an instrument. It's, it's, yeah. it's an event, it's a, it's a whole mm-hmm. package. Mm-hmm. You, you want we, pre- yeah. Yeah. we prefer to deliver a show and it, it's something that is uh, complete with uh, images and with our uh, theatrical approach. And we feel that all of that is something that is in our nature, so it's not like we are doing something that uh, is not us. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be who we are not, because we also are interested in uh, theater and in uh, performance and in choreography and contemporary dance. So, voila, we, we made uh, something that includes a little bit of everything. But the most important thing is when we are on stage, that what, what is happening there is something as a whole, mm-hmm. And it functions as such. And, and it's, it's based on music. Yeah. It starts from, from the music somehow. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, whenever we are composing or we are writing the lyrics, and it's this theatrical image that we have in mind. or uh, Basically, it's a whole world there. I see. This approach has been rewarded with... I, I've read about this Fringe of the Fringe award that you won. How important is that to you? Uh, receiving prizes or taking part in festivals? or. Well, first of all, it is important that when we, well, when you have a show and it, it is well received, that is somehow recognized, and what you are doing is relevant in Europe and uh, in countries around the world, and that is so good for us because we have this feeling that we are not necessarily restricted to any particular geographical area. 
And uh, on the other hand, it was so good for us to see that we had reactions like, well, uh, well, this is so fresh and uh, so new and somebody finally is speaking directly to us. And we had this kind of reactions from people we didn't know. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, well amazing because we believe in this uh, kind of uh, contact that it, it happens in an artistic uh, context and it's uh, not possible otherwise. So for us, it was important and uh, it was a good reward. Talking about how people receive your music, you've been touring Western Europe, Eastern Europe. Do you feel the public responds differently depending on country or culture or...? Yes, it depends a lot on the cultural background mm -hmm. and on the what is specific to the local scene. But uh, I can tell you that I'm very happy that here in, in Bucharest I feel that the public and the scene is very alive, alive. and effervescent because in other places the things are very well organized but maybe uh, lacks a little bit of a sparkle. But basically, yeah, I, I don't want to, talk, to contradict you, but basically I, I, I was very happy that in... Um, but this is our perception that we, we were very well received in different cultures, mm -hmm. just to put it this way. Yeah. And this is a good sign because we approached the public in this original and direct manner and the, the reaction was very good. Mm -hmm. So it, it didn't matter that we played in, I don't know, Eastern Europe or Western Europe mm -hmm. or somewhere else. And this is the most important thing, and I, in our opinion, this, this touch, this contact, this, this world, this mm -hmm. connection with, with the yeah, public. So this is, yeah, this is good. Energy. Yeah. To complain about, I have nothing to complain about. I have nothing to complain about. I have nothing to complain. Your current project is called Perfect World of Love, which I feel a bit ironic given what we see on the news every day. Did you intend it as an irony? The starting point is that singing and talking and making art or talking about this subject, mm -hmm. love, is something that can be very stereotypical and boring. Everybody talks about it and been talking about it for decades and even in music. And uh, we are interested if something new can be obtained by using this uh, subject as a, as a starting point. And if it's a... still viable, I don't know. I... So it, it's not like we are experimenting on our public or something. Yeah, we, we totally trust that changing and analyzing things and uh, okay, this happens because there are some cycles mm -hmm. for that. But Truly, we think love is viable, no? It's energy is viable, so the connection between people, it's, it's, it's viable, it's real. Okay, if you see the title and if you see the show, you can uh, find yourself in an introspection and with a lot of questions in your mind, are they serious or not, this was ironic or not. Mm -hmm. But this is the beauty of it, you know? It's like, okay, let's communicate, let's ask ourselves things, let's explore together somehow, no? Mm -hmm. It's not like, uh, I'm the artist, I'm on the scene, I'm goodbye, you go home. No, it's like, yeah, but that artist was nice and uh, that idea, I was never thinking about it or I thought about it, not, mm. but it's, it's about communicating with, with people. And we were very happy that when we played in Sweden or in the Netherlands or in uh, Belgium, each time we were introduced, the person who introduced us was saying like, finally, so somebody giving us something that we uh, really need, we all need, mm -hmm. and that is perfect world of love. Yeah. Even in some political context, mm -hmm. there were elections and stuff mm -hmm. like that. The people were saying, ah, okay, some artist is giving us something that we all need. And, and of course, it includes a lot of irony and a lot of sarcasm and a lot of like, exorcisms of mm -hmm. our own I demons see. Of, of, and our 
own fears. But in the end, it's, it's not even an optimistic message, but it's, it's like it's about sharing an intense experience. And mm -hmm. that is a perfect word of love. And we hope that that is what we achieve on doing on stage. And uh, I hope that uh, everybody lives in a special moment when we are on stage. And it's, 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 it's a common experience. It's not we share this experience when we are singing and we, when we are performing. It's not like we have all the answers and we guide the, the public through this. It's like, okay, share with us. We have the same questions as you. We experience the same moments of doubt, moments of panic, moments of fear, moments of hope like you. So let's have this experience together. Let's share it. Gabriela and Christian Fierbinzano wrapping up today's installment of Music Time. I leave you with the Tururu. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Thanks for listening. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Welcome to DX Mailbag, the program for radio enthusiasts, aficionados, and sometimes technicians and experts, as we will see later in the program. But let's not get ahead of ourselves and start with a couple of reports from our good friend in British Columbia, Canada, Chris Malbiff. He writes, Dear friends of RI, greetings and hope that all is well. I am sending in my latest report for the month of October. Date, the 30th of October, 2022. Time, 2130 UTC to 2155 UTC. Frequency, 7310 in the AM. Comments, signal very excellent at 2140 UTC with no propagation conditions. Simple, all fives. Also on the 30th of October, between 1 UTC and 155 UTC, frequency 5990 kHz, comments signal very excellent at 117 UTC with no propagation conditions, simpo all fives. Receiving equipment, Westminster, Maryland software defined receiver with 120 foot T2FD antenna. 
That was great, Chris, and we're very happy to begin the program with some reception conditions that are all fives. That is quite rare, even closer to home than British Columbia, Canada. Thanks again. We look forward to your next report. And now that we got the program started, we are very happy to read the next report for the simple reason that it comes from Kharkiv, Ukraine, which, as we all know, is a very troubled area right now. It comes from our friend Andrei Novgorodsky, who writes, Dear Radio Romania International, here is the reception report of your program in the English language, date the 2nd of November 2022, I'm sorry, time 2130 to 2200, Frequency 7310 kHz, Simpo 45444, Receiver Golon RX-912, Antenna Telescopic. Well, thank you, Andrei, for that very brief and to-the-point report. I'm sure you're quite busy, and we wish you the best of luck, and we wish everyone in Ukraine the best of luck. Thank you very much, and keep well, our friend. And now let's go to a part of the world that we used to get very few reports from, but from which we are getting more and more every day, namely China. We got a brief report from our good friend Ting Lu, and he writes, My listening report is as follows. Receiving time, October the 31st, 2022, 2200 to 2217 UTC. Frequency, 6040 kHz in the DRM, 7345 kHz. Language English equipment, Kiwi SDR from Germany. Location, Tianyin City. Tiangsu Province, China. Reception. Not clear, medium noise interference. Simpo. All fours for 7345 kHz. All fives for 6040 kHz in the DRM. Thank you, Mr. Dinglu, for your report. We're very happy to have listeners in China, and we hope we get more. And now, as we mentioned at the top of the program, we have a special kind of conversation to report to you because it was not related to a simple reception report. We have to make a special mention of one of our faithful listeners, Nitin George of Kerala, India, because he made a special request to our station and our station responded. We would like to quote the exchange because it will surely be of interest to our many listeners who are experts or are technically minded. Nitin George wrote, quote, Thanks for the change of the Tsiganisht frequency. But I am requesting for you to consider changing the Galbin frequency also as Galbin on 11,705 kilohertz because it's not reaching Asia. Galben, towards somewhere in the 60-meter band, noticed 17,450 and 17,480 kilohertz are free frequencies. Well, in response to that, we consulted our technical manager in charge of Radio Romania International's technical staff and equipment. 
And here is what he had us write in exchange. Dear George, the programs that Radio Romania International broadcasts from Galben are not meant for Asia. Those programs have been broadcast for Western Europe for decades. If we change those frequencies, the emission for Europe will be affected. As a result, we cannot comply with your request. Best regards, Radio Romania International's technical staff. Well, we hope this information is of some use to our listeners interested in technical details of shortwave broadcasting. Also, greetings from Romania and our staff to everyone in beautiful Kerala, which is such a special place. Thank you. And speaking of remote places that we really enjoy getting reports from, we got this great and very brief reception report from, guess what, all the way from Alaska. And the message reads, Dear Radio Romania International, my name is John Lontok. I enjoyed listening to your broadcast. Please accept this reception report. I listened to you on October the 26th on 9850 kHz. Simbo signal report was 35533. John Lontok, Eagle River, Alaska. Well, great. Like we said, we enjoy very much getting a report from such a remote and exotic and beautiful place as the mighty Alaska. Thank you very much, John, and we look forward to your next report. And let's keep it in the United States, but this time let's go continental, namely the state of Virginia, where we have our good listener, Mr. Craig Christ of Manassas, who writes, Dear RRI, this is my listener's club report for November 2022. It is my fourth report in the 30th year of the Listener's Club. Time, 1200 to 1256 UTC, date November the 1st, 2022, frequency 17,800 kHz, radio conditions Simpo 35543, receiving equipment, Win Radio G33DDC SDR Excalibur Pro Receiver, with a 134-foot homemade multiband antenna running northwest to southeast. 73's Craig Christ. Excellent report, Craig, and we look forward to your next one. Thanks. And now we thought we'd keep it closer to home, namely to Italy. We got a report from our good friend in Catania, Italy, Guido Panebianco, and he writes... Dear friends in Radio Romania International in English, here's a reception report for some frequencies of the transmission of 6.30 UTC. The date of listening was the 1st of November 2022. Frequency 17,780 kHz. Simple all fives receiver Sanjian ATS-909X2 with a 4-meter wire. I hope you find this information useful. Guido Panebianco. Well, that's a great report. Thank you. We couldn't quote the other two because we are running out of time in this edition 
of DX Mailbag, transmitting from the Bucharest studios of Radio Romania International, all 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. A vocalist, radio and TV journalist and also a priest, Alexandru Pugna from Nasaud turns 61 this month. His repertoire includes religious songs but also folk songs. Today we invite you to listen to a tune about the forest. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kilohertz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. 
If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>